Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, a congregational leader, or whoever you are, if you're associated with the church, we're here to resource you and support you. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris. And Anthony, we're just learning so much about practical tools for ministry. And I'm sure the program today is going to be equally helpful. Exactly. Today we're looking, looking at young people, youth in the church. And this is a very significant topic, it really is. Well, I'm thinking they, they really are our most valuable resource. It's easy people to say, well, they're the leaders of tomorrow. But unless we somehow engage them now, they're not here tomorrow. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to the program today. Exactly. And I'm very pleased with our guest as well. Our guest is Dr. Gilbert Kanji. He's a specialist in youth ministry. As, as you know, he's the leader of the, the youth ministry program at the uh, General Conference of the Seventh Adventist Church, a, a global leader in this regard. And he's worked in many different countries, so I think the insight should be helpful for pastors and lay leaders around the world. Another great thing that Gilbert brings with his ministry is that he's just recently, in the matter of the last few years, pastored a local church, so he's very well equipped. Well, I'm looking forward to the program today. And we're delighted that you've joined us. Stay with us for more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is the place of youth and young adults in the church. And our guest is Dr. Gilbert Kanji. Gilbert, welcome. Welcome to Ministry in Motion. Thank you so much, Anthony. We go back a long way, Gilbert. We do. We do. I can't help uh, thinking of our, um, what do we call that, minister's meeting back in Victoria when we started together in, the, uh, in Australia. That's right, in Australia. And that was uh, probably more years than we care to think about now. Let's not think about that. But they were good days, but these are good days too, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Now, you have a very significant role working with youth and adults, young adults now. Tell us a little bit what you're doing. Uh, my role is uh, the Director of Youth uh, Ministries for the World Church, for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And uh, I am still defining my role, coming to terms, coming to grips with what it all means. But essentially, it's about providing visionary leadership uh, for youth ministry globally. Right. And yeah, we have uh, a number of levels for youth ministry. We start right from the adventurers uh, from 69, the pathfinders from 10 to 15, and then youth and young adults. Okay, so that's a, quite a, a span of age, age groups. Yeah. Now, what, what's... Share with us a couple of exciting things that you've seen recently in your, your travels with your ministry. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a unique privilege for me to be able to see firsthand uh, what is happening in youth ministry in different parts of the world. Certainly uh, not necessarily at the level of the local church, but certainly to see uh, what is observable in large gatherings of young people. But I might come back to that because... Uh, two years ago, I was pastoring a church, so I have fresh memories of young people and ministry young people in the local church. But of late, recently, uh, I have had the privilege to be in a number of different parts of the world, and I have been amazed to see the openness, um, the creativity, 
The spontaneity. Uh, yes, the use of technology and the freedom that our young adults, our young people are having with the support and the presence of the highest echelon of administration and in support for them. Wow, that's encouraging and exciting. It is. It? I did not expect to see that, to be honest with you. Wow. Okay. Now, while that's happening in some places in the world on a, a large scale, in other places of the world, particularly at the local church and in local congregations, there's some rather challenging things happening. And I think we, we should take a moment to address and just familiarise ourselves with some of those unfortunate things and challenges yes. that we're encountering. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it is a fact, although uh, it is more, dare I say, um, an, an experiential fact. Let me explain myself. There's only been one documented study in regards to probably one of the major issues facing youth and young adults in the church. That is, uh, some would call that attrition, some would call that disengagement, or in a, probably in, in the simplest term, youth leaving the church. Right. Yes. Um, I want to make a comment on that first. It, it, it's because, what I want to say is this, that in as much as we are experiencing this challenge, uh, when youth leave the church, they're not necessarily leaving the faith. We might come back to that, right? Okay, so that's an important clarification, isn't it? I just met with three um, young adults, all pastors' kids, all in love with God, all finding ways in which they're serving God, but they have disengaged from the church. Now, let me just clarify with you. When, when you say they're, they're still in love with God, is that the, the, the Christian concept of God, is it Jesus Christ? or is it a, a complete change of faith in a sense? Anthony, let me tell you something. Once an Adventist, always an Adventist. Okay. When you have been brought up, uh, not only in the, in the Adventist faith in terms of its teaching, but also in terms of its wider culture, um, you take that with you for the rest of your life. There are elements of it that some young adults will put aside, choose to, but by and large, they remain loyal to the God and the faith that they have grown up with, but for some reason, uh, they don't feel, many of them don't feel that they can continue to engage with the faith community that they've been associated with. So they're connecting with Jesus Christ, but disconnecting with the church. That is a, that is, that is a, a reality, yes. Yeah, okay. So what, what do you suggest that the church can do about this? Yes, well, you know, um, the, I, was, I was referring to the Roger Dudley study, okay. and the findings of that are rather alarming. Uh, Do you recall the name of the Roger Dudley study? study? It was a value genesis. Uh, it was called value genesis. He did what we call a long-term, longitudinal study, 10-year study. Right. Um, he began in 2000. He interviewed uh, committed um, young Adventists who were baptized. Right. And he randomly uh, selected 1,500 of them. Yes. And by the time... 1,500, uh, that's quite a sample, isn't it? 1,500, that is in North America, we must say. Right. By the time he concluded his study, 49% uh, of those teenagers had left the church. Okay. And of those who remained, only 55% attended regularly. So that is, that is a significant... That's coming down concern. to about a... A quarter. Yes. Yes. So if you want to generalize, but we cannot globalize these figures. 
what can be said is that in, in view of that research, it would be fair to say that about 50% uh, of young people, of young adults, disengage with the church in their later teen young adults years. Now, just a, a quick question, Gilbert. How does somebody uh, access that, that study, The Value Genesis by Roger Dudley? Oh, it is readily available. It's readily available from the General Conference. It's readily available uh, at the Centre for Youth Ministry uh, okay. in, at Andrews University. And uh, it is on our website as well as a youth website. All right. What we may do is we'll put that, a, a link from the Ministry in Motion website sure. to, to, so our viewers Certainly. can access Certainly. this. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is young people, youth, young adults in the church today. Our, host, our guest today is Gilbert Kanji. Gilbert, why is it that there are some and a significant proportion of our youth and young adults are disengaging from the church? Why is this happening? Well, it's a, it's a very deep question that causes and calls for a lot of reflection. We can refer to studies, we can refer to findings, but it might also serve us well to look back on our own journey. Okay. You have survived more than well, Anthony. Yeah. You are a church leader it. today. You made it. And by God's grace, I have done well. But it would serve me well too to look back and say, what did I see in my church growing up? Uh, what are the challenges that I faced that are common to what some of our young adults and young people are facing today? Um, some of the common ones are the fact that um, there is a lack of ownership of the church's mission in the this fact that... Ownership by the youth and young adults? Yeah, ownership of the mission of the church. Uh, that comes from the fact that um, the church is generally has been reluctant to trust young people with responsibility and with leadership. And I think there are some reasons for that. I think we are, um, the world is changing. Yes. The culture is changing. The message is not. Yes. And young people tend to uh, express, live out their faith in ways that are relevant to them. And sometimes uh, when they express their faith a little bit differently in a different language, in a different culture, the church feels a little bit threatened by that because they don't recognize the way in which they used to do it. Yeah. And so there is the fear that um, in a change or an adjustment to methods, there is also an adjustment to the teachings and to the faith itself. The church does not always, is not always in a, in, a, in a position to make the distinction between the content of faith and the way you wrap it up and share it. Mm. So there has been um, a serious, dare I say, generational challenge um, in often an unwillingness from those who care for the church. The adults do. Yes. They love the church. They're, yes. they're giving their lives to the church. But there has been a misunderstanding, I think, a cultural misunderstanding. 
And one of the challenges that the church is encountering with this, as, as I perceive it, is the, the world at large is empowering young adults yes. and young people, but the, the church is somewhat reluctant to do that. Yes. And you know what? And I think youth ministry has responded uh, not always in the wisest way. Okay. Um, as a leader, reflecting on my journey, I can share with you what we did, what yes. I did back in Australia. So because of the reluctance of some reluctance or perceived reluctance yes. to give leadership, to give ownership, to give, allow the young people to express their faith in ways that were natural to them. And this can be done with the best of motives. Absolutely. You, you As I said to you, the leaders of the church, the, the adults, they love the church. Yeah, They're course. committed to it, yes. but they don't recognize the church that they built. Yes. in the way that young people express it. And so there was a, a response of disengagement for young people, but to protect them, often what youth ministry did is that we took them away. Yeah. We took them to youth rallies. We took What's them a youth rally? A youth rally is essentially a, like a quarterly gathering of young people in a particular region, right? Right. Uh, so um, we did camps, we have youth camps, and what happened there is that the youth experienced a different culture of church with music that was of their time, that was different, and that they could relate to. More dynamic? Well, more dynamic, dare we say, but not necessarily, but uh, more in the in the tradition of praise and worship with the use of instruments that they use in their time, in their generation. And so what happened is that our young people lived, many of them, not all. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of young people today who are very content, very happy with the traditional way of worshiping. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are others who, who think differently and so we have those two cultures coexisting in the church. And sometimes um, there is a sense of us and them in the way that these two cultures evolve in the church. But what, what I was commenting on is the fact that for many young people, they had a particular culture in the environment of youth ministry. And then when they came back to their local church, it was a different world altogether. But long term, that is not the solution to our, to our concern because... The young people can be on a youth rally, on a youth camp, maybe five or six times of the year. But for the rest, for the 40, 45 weeks of the year, they are at the local church. And so somehow we must find a solution that affects and that has a bearing in the life in the local church. Mm. And that's what we're particularly interested in. Sure. So we'll explore that. We'll be right back as we explore this very important topic with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where we're exploring the place of youth and young adults in the church. Our guest is Dr. Gilbert Kanji. Gilbert, what, what can a local church do, a local congregation, pastor, and the, the, the leaders of a local congregation do to, to build the engagement of the young people in the church? Um. If you allow me, Anthony, I will refer back to um, my experience with my local church two years ago. Please. And they, they, that particular church, had moved into what we say two services, um, a youth service and a, and a traditional service. Right. And 
the two never met. Ah, was so, that a good thing? Well, it, it, is, it is never a good thing. Yeah. Because the church is a family. Yeah. Uh, the church is a place where um, the adults are called to pass on their faith to the younger generation. So, uh, but uh, probably out of necessity, yes. you know, some leaders have found themselves in a situation where they have taken those initiatives. Um, so we were committed to change that. Um, and so what was happening is that the young people had their, their youth service once a month or every second week, and then you would not see them in the main body of the church when this youth oh, service right. was not on. Yeah. So we made some changes. But, but the important thing, what allowed us to have the breakthrough is the fact that we started to listen to one another. Okay. So, um, and to recognize and to accept the fact that whether the young adults or the, the leaders of the church, the adults themselves, they have an equal passion, an equal love and commitment to yeah. God. Yeah. So if we have that as, a, as an agreement, yes. we're all committed to this church, we all exactly. love the Lord, that gives us an opportunity to dialogue and to talk yes. and to converse. So what we, we, what we came up with is that when the youth service was not on, we involved the young people in the main service of the church. In what way? How, how were they involved? We would entrust them with, uh, say, for example, at a time of praise, we would ask a group of young people to lead out. Um, we would involve young people in the church board, in decision-making. So these weren't just token, leader, token positions of Not involvement? Not at all. Do you know, Anthony, th those, those young adults, they are leading corporations out there. They are juggling multi-million dollars. And then when they come to church, it's like um, they are not, often they're not given an opportunity to invest in the life of the church. The second thing we did is, is that the youth leader came to me and he said, well, I am the youth leader for the new year. Uh, I have a few ideas. Um, I want to try them, but I'm not quite sure whether young, the young people would like it. Uh, so uh, she said to me, what should I do? And I said, well, why don't you ask them? He said, ask who? But ask the young people that you're going to serve. Right. So he says, well, can you help me with that? So we set up like uh, a lunch. Young people like food, right? Well, that's, yeah, that works. <laughs> Bring them around for a luncheon and uh, offered by the church. And uh, we engaged in an exercise where we told them, let's forget about how things are now. Uh, let's dream about what can be tomorrow. So we led them into the, the, the leader, yeah, the, I counseled with her in the background, but it had to be her leading out and not the pastor. And so, But you were there. I was there. And you were involved. Uh, yeah, in, in part of the process. In yeah. an appropriate way. Yes. Yeah. So we asked them to imagine that their church had the best expression of youth ministry in the whole country. Right. And the, the press had heard about it, yes. and the press wanted to come and do a story wow. on their youth ministry in that local church. So the question, uh, uh, you know, use your imagine, imagination to, to, to consider what would they be writing about? Okay, so what would be the headlines of that feature? Yes. And so, you know, it was a creative way of approaching things. We had butcher's paper around tables. There were groups, four or, you know, it was about six or seven groups. So they were frantically working at this. They were dreaming. Envisioning and, yeah. They were dreaming and visioning of what the best youth ministry would look like. Yeah. 
And by the time, after they finish with their headlines, we say now unpack the story. So you got the headlines, write the story. What stories would they be writing about? By the end of the exercise, we said, okay, what would it take to build this youth ministry? Because it's yours. This is what you want. Okay. And after three hours, uh, they had the charter for their youth ministry owned by them because they designed it. And some of the elders were there, the sponsors were there, and they empowered their young people. Right there and then, they set up task force and leaders to pursue those ideas that they had come up with. The reality is that you can't go beyond fellowship, beyond service, beyond evangelism, uh, beyond social justice. But this time, it was not us saying to them, this is what we need to do. It was their idea. Okay. And what really caught my attention, the pastor was there, you as the pastor. Yes. The, you said the elders were there. It, it seems as though there was some intergenerational ministry taking place at that. And I, I don't imagine that they were there to monitor, no. but to support. Yeah, that, I think that's very important. You, you've, you've used the word, the word intergenerational. We need to go back to intergenerational youth ministry, find ways in which we can make that connect adults and young people profitably, constructively uh, in the local church. Gilbert, in 30 seconds, how do we build intergenerational ministry in a local church? Um, we need to start listening to one another. Okay. We need to start listening to one another and believe that both parties are equally in love with the Lord and equally committed to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. That's important, isn't it? Not doubting motives or no. going there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a valuable insight. Thanks very much. And thanks for being a guest on Ministry in Motion. My pleasure. And thank you for joining us in Ministry in Motion, where we've explored the place of young people, young adults in the church today. We'd like to encourage you to join us each week for Ministry in Motion. Each week there's a new and exciting topic, but as well as that, there is our website as well, ministryinmotion.tv. There, there is an array of resources. There'll be resources from today's program, for example, and all the other programs that we've ever uh, presented, they're on that website as well, ministryinmotion.tv. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your feedback. You can email your feedback to us. The email address is feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. We'd also like to encourage you and please be sure that we're praying for you.